I want to share with you today, briefly, you are a debtor to every people. Amen. Also, we are talking about evangelism month because evangelism actually is supposed to be a lifestyle of every believer. But we chose to dedicate the month of November for evangelism for the reason that we can be reminded if we have forgotten ourselves. Constantly, the happenings of our lives are reminding us, as the chief people will say, Constantly. And I want to plead that we become conscious of it. Magdalene, I just noticed you just came in. We prayed for you, so I'll pray for you again since you are here. Your husband went to be with the Lord a year ago. I want to beg you. And I pray that God will give you understanding as we have this short moment of time to consider the word of God. You are a debtor. To every people. Sometimes the problem we have is that we think that the big evangelist, the pastors, it is their duty to tell other people. May I say this? As much as they may be gifted to doing that, God has made it such that each one of us can be fruitful in the hands of God. To win others. If those big guys are winning multitudes of people. There are places that they cannot cover. Because they are not God. But God planted you there. So that you in your little way. Would also serve as someone. Who is a light. Be able to bring them. Come with me to Romans chapter 1 please. You are. A debtor to every people. Verse number 13 says, Now I do not want you to be unaware, brethren, that I often planned to come to you, but was hindered until now, that I might have some fruit among you also, just as among the other Gentiles. I am a debtor. I am a debtor. Both to the Greeks and the barbarians. Both to the wise and unwise. Those to the poor and to the rich. So as much as is in me, I am ready to preach the gospel to you who are in Rome also. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes. For the Jew first, and also for the Greek. And then the 17 says, For in it is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. Amen. I want to show you a few things. You see, in the verse number 13, I do not want you to be unaware, brethren, that I often plan to come to you. I want you to take note of, I often plan to come to you. His whole idea was, if I'm ever going to visit a people, I want to make fruits out of those people. I plan it 
But oftentimes I've been, ref- I've been restricted. Listen to me carefully, dear brother. One of the things I notice believers don't do is that we don't plan to win others. A few years ago, and I've never forgotten it and I will never forget Pastor Bimpon was preaching here, I think it must have been a week, midweek service. And he made a remarkable statement. He said, if somebody dies in your village and they are cutting cloth, people will do everything to buy and to attend the funeral. And he posed the question when he said, how many of us planned To visit their villages only to go and share the gospel of Jesus Christ. As soon as the man said that, it entered my heart and I realized that we needed to become deliberate about soul winning. Praise the Lord. Brethren, let me tell you something. If you don't come to the point of becoming deliberate to win a soul, You will never do it. That's why brother said, I often planned to come to you, but was hindered until now. That I might have some fruits among you also, just as among the other Gentiles. I pray that we will come to the point in our lives when we will plan deliberately reach out to people around us to talk to anybody that God gives us the opportunity to come our way. Hallelujah. If we don't plan and become committed to this mission, it will never be done. And so, today I just want you to know that you are a debtor. I know that in the church, sometimes... There's a lot of misunderstanding and many people think that I play the instrument, I sing, I am in this position, I do the recording, I do this and that. May I beg you, as we get along, it will become very clear to us that as for ministry of reconciliation, God gave to everybody as long as you receive Jesus. Amen. See, I plan, and I'm a debtor. I want us to understand that we are debtors. You see, when Paul was speaking in the book of Acts, I think, chapter 20, I'll just take maybe 20 and 24, maybe I'll read through 20 to 24. The Bible says, how I kept back nothing that was helpful. But I proclaimed it to you and taught you publicly from house to house. I told our leader for the evangelism group, the outreach, honestly, we are not supposed to have this. We are not supposed to have evangelism group. The reason is that every one of us is an evangelist. Amen. But for the sake of some people to dedicate themselves, that's why we have. But you see here, from house to house, I told him, I said, you know, the time has come for us in our outreach moves. 
get organized houses and go there and knock. And when they open, I know one thing that you are going to say. When you say, I came to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ to you on Sunday. Now, today, is, uh, you know, we have chosen two Sundays to do outreach. The first people are on the move. Most of the time, what has been happening is that as soon as people go out on Sunday afternoon, they are seen as Jehovah Witness because they are the people who take advantage of preaching on Sundays because they know that the unchurched people stay. And so there's a possibility that as soon as you go and knock and you say, I came to preach the gospel, the first salutation will be wanting to slam the wall against the door against you because they will think that you are Jehovah Witness. You quickly announce that, oh, we have come from Covenant Family Community Church. It will relax them. And then you sit with them and share the gospel. I want to beg us. The only hope for the unsaved is from you. You are the only light to them. And I want to beg us to see, Paul said, from house to house, from house to house, publicly, may we go back to scriptures and begin to do exactly what the Bible said we should do. Verse number 21, quickly the Bible says, testifying to the Jews and also to the Greeks. And the message we testify is that repentance towards God and faith towards our Lord Jesus Christ. Why? Because every man has been born in sin. Every woman has been born in sin. Every president has been born in sin. Every secretary general has been born in sin until somebody become passionate and tell them that Jesus came to save us. It's the only way. So I want to beg us, as a church, constantly I hear God say, give your life to this. And you know what I have chosen personally, I would not have liked to say this, but maybe somebody will be encouraged. I have seen that I will, it is no use for me to wait until the church is embarking on outrage, I must still go and preach the gospel because I may get somebody. Hallelujah. And so this should be our mentality. And the message is so simple. Repentance toward God and faith toward our Lord Jesus Christ is the message. Did you notice that this is not difficult to preach? There was a woman who had encountered Jesus, and she was a bad woman. Everybody else would judge her. Now we don't judge anymore. It's better rather to preach the gospel than to judge. Hallelujah. And that woman, when she was told by Jesus of her dirty life and surrendered to Jesus, she left her basket and ran to the city and told all the men, the man that he ever met who told him all that he ever did. And the man came and experienced Jesus and they were glad. Listen, you see many big people. You see many rich people. You see many poor people. Brother, may I say to you, all they are waiting for 
is Jesus. Hallelujah. So when the president, it was announced that the man had departed. So I sat up and I thought to myself, Oh, so where is he going? All those believers who probably had access to him. How many of us were so dedicated and sat by him and said, Papa, I came to you today. I beg you, I have something important to tell you. You know, in all of this thing, you've been a president and all of this, we beg you, heaven and hell is real. Can we please, can you give your heart to him and serve him? He continue in the word of God. Jesus said, if you continue in my word, then are you my disciples. And I'm asking myself, who did that? Probably somebody did. I'm not sure. But I'm taking him as a figure so we may understand that, listen, it is better not to be born into this life than to be born and never to have known Jesus. It is a terrible thing. Because when you enter hell, there is no spirit that can come and rescue you from there. And so as a church, I want to plead. Let this be your lady, your, 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 let this be your lifestyle every time. Amen. Let me quickly say this. Repentance is what we preach. Everybody has been born in sin. We have said it enough in this church. Because Adam's sin and sin came to dwell in him. And out of the womb we all came. When we were coming we had our baggage of sin. And except a man repents and gives his heart to the Lord, he will never be saved. All of us. But thanks be to Jesus, who God was so gracious to open our eyes. And today, we have eternal life. So I want to beg you. In the next verse 22, the Bible says, And see, now I go bound in the Spirit to Jerusalem, not knowing things which will happen to me there. 23, except that the Holy Ghost testify in every city, saying that chains and tribulations await me. And this is the matter. But none of these things moved me. Nor do I count my life dear to myself, that I may finish my race and joy. And now this is the matter. And the ministry which I have received from the Lord Jesus to testify to the gospel of the grace of God. What I wanted you to see from this verse is that everyone has been given with this ministry. And this man was so dedicated to this ministry that he has received, which we can also become very dedicated to. Amen. Second Corinthians chapter 5 verse number 17 and 18. Listen to me. So that you will never allow, even if Satan came to sit in front of you and told you that you are not a soul winner, you will rebuke him and say, I am. The Bible says, therefore, if any man, if, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Are you a new creation? Those who are born again, are you a new creation? All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Verse number 18. 
And this is where one day God opened my eyes and I saw. When he said, now all things are of God, who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ and had done what? Giving us the ministry of reconciliation. Amen. As soon as you get born again, brother, you are giving with the ministry of reconciliation. Simply put, you are giving with the ministry of also bringing others to God through Christ. That's why that woman quickly could go to the men and shout that, Come and meet a man who told me all that I ever did, and the man got saved. Amen. This is something I see that we have come to a point that people are not interested. But you see, if we switch back to our main scripture, you will see something in, that is First Corinthians, that we go to 14. Verse number 14. 15. Okay, let me stay here for a second. He says, so as much as it's in me, I am ready to preach the gospel to you who are in Rome also. One of the first things that I want to ask is that, how ready are you whenever you get the opportunity by God sending people your way? How ready? You see, he said, I am ready to preach the gospel. I pray that from this moment, you will be ready to preach the gospel. You see, it's a deliberate thing that ought to be done. He says, what is, of course, as much as it's in me, what is in me? Jesus Christ. As long as Jesus is in me, I am ready to offer him. I am ready to tell every man. And then I love the verse 16. Would you like to read this for me, please? One, two. One of the things I have found, of course, in growing up in this thing, I have found that the spirit of shamefulness is what prevents people from preaching. The enemy wants you to say, what are you going to say? Hey, they will see you like you are Krifil. So when you meet him, what would you say? But Paul, who knew that it is the way for every man, made a statement. He says, for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I pray that every shameful spirit is damned in the name of Jesus. And let us rise up and be ready to preach to every man. You know, if I can just say this to you, I just want to leave for this. Because I know that is the only reason why I'm leaving. I want to leave for somebody to be saved. I want to leave for somebody to hear. I want to leave for somebody to be delivered. Because the reason is that if we want God to intervene in the lives of people, 
from the degradation, the degradation of the enemy, the subjection of the enemy, the oppression of the enemy. The only thing is that the power of God, and it comes only through the preaching of the gospel. I have experienced too many things in my life by the grace of God, by the word of God. I preach to people, they, will not, they wouldn't even tell me what is wrong. But as they give in, immediately, as I follow them up for some time, then when they become comfortable, they will say things like, You know, I had this problem, and when I received Jesus, it departed. And I was wondering, then I will see that is the power of God unto salvation to everyone who believes. Amen. People are crying, asking God to anoint them. It is a waste of time. Those are not prayers you pray. Just walk the talk. And God will confirm his word. After all, I know that in Mark he said so. He said, I'm going. You go out there and preach the gospel and make disciples of all nations. And I love what he said. He said, I think it's in Mark 16 or so. He said that as they went, as they did, God confirming his word with signs and wonders. Hallelujah. And so God would always confirm his word. God will always, will always. And so when we are talking about evangelism week, uh, evangelism month, brethren, it's not because we want to bother anybody. In, in the true sense, it's our lifestyle. That's how we ought to live. Living to make sure that everybody gets saved. Living to make sure that everybody is delivered from the pending condemnation. A few days ago, I was studying John chapter 3, the whole chapter, and it blew me. I was so glad when I came across this thing. No more condemnation to anyone. Once you have Jesus, condemnation is off. Hallelujah. And so brethren, I beg you, be interested in soul winning. In your own small way, live a life such that you are always ready to tell somebody that Jesus saves Live a life such that people cannot run away and escape from your hands. The more I see, and do you notice that people are dying faster in our time than ever? You hear people, somebody will be walking. Uh, do you know, oh, this boy is dead. This woman is dead. You see the posters, young, 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 young people. 36, 27. And then when you go to here, they were not sick. They were not fine. But the issue is that where are they going? Last Sunday, last Wednesday, we had our brother Ibrahim sharing with us. He couldn't come in person for some reasons. And we had to just cut up with him by the Zoom. Thank God for this beautiful Zoom, which you can do everything as if... I mean, we, get, we don't get anything lost. And as he was preaching, I was so touched. Even this morning when we were singing the song in the first service, I was so touched by this, the, the second verse of what we sang. Oshie, are you there? Is that you? Would you like to read this 
verse of the of the song for me, please. One, two. My calling to fulfill. Oh, may it all my power engage. See what he's saying. Now, this man was inspired so much by God. And sometimes, I notice something. We lose the power of God along the line. I am sure that the time that this man made this and people sung it, it ignited something in them. But we have sung it so much that we have lost the meat of it. He said, the reason why I am in this age is to serve this age. My calling is to fulfill. May it never be that I will become wasteless. I, I will become wasteful. Praise the Lord. But that my power, the power of God will be engaged to make sure that people are saved. And to do the will of the master. Amen. To serve the present age. My calling is to fulfill. Oh, may it all my powers engage. Everything that is within me. Let me tell you something. Sometimes we don't think very deep. I, I pray that you will begin to think very deep. You see, no matter what we do. No matter what we achieve. No matter what we become. The bottom line is that man is not forever. But God is forever. Whatever we become, there's an end to it. And very soon, I think somebody put something on the WhatsApp to remind us of, of, our, of our former president. As I sat down quietly, I looked at it. I think he was doing, they have, they have honored him with something, doctorate or something. And he was giving a speech because he was in red. He was giving a speech. And then, you know, very nice scene. A woman was holding the mic. And some man who wants to be too known went and collected it. He said, I beg you, I beg you, let the, this one small too. And then he made some very nice, uh, you know, jokes. But as I looked at it and I watched, I said, oh God, where is this man now? Where is this man now? Forget about everything that he ever did. Who took the interest in him? Even if he did things that were bad, God spared him because I was in school at that time. When we heard that cool has been made by him. And even from that moment, no matter what he did and people... Let me tell you, the reason why God spared him from that time until last week is because God wanted somebody to preach to him and to get him out of it. That's simple as that. So I want to beg us. Let's begin to have a different understanding about the reason why we are here. No matter what anybody, the man who took the independence for us, where is he? Yamutu. He's no more. No matter the name you make for yourself in this life, thank God, we love it. Make a good name. But what is important is that Jesus will be the man that you live for. Amen. And so I want to beg you, please, when there is ever an opportunity 
to preach. And probably some of us, our fear is, what am I going to preach? It's so simple. It's, so, it's not difficult. This week, I, I, I just went on my own. I met a young man, as usual. When I met this guy, he, any, before I mount up any scripture, he concludes for me. Before I could say anything, this brother would just complete it. And then, when it is like that, it's as if, what are you going to tell him? But I knew in my spirit he wasn't saved. He has gotten the scriptures up there, and the enemy was deceiving him. And so, when he was doing that, and I knew in my spirit, I said, hey, Lord, you have to help me. Because he is a young man who was his master's in Legon and all of that. And so he knew everything. He was just rattling. And so as he, we were talking, I said, Lord, tell me, help me to get this boy to understand why I'm here. Soon as I said that, the Spirit of the Lord just gave me a scripture in, John, in Romans chapter 3, verse, verse 11, thereabout. As I began to read the scripture, then he said, Oh, as for sin, we all sin. I said, aha! Ebami. So I said, we all sin. Do you know that the Bible said, the soul that sinner shall die? He didn't say the believer. Neither did he say the unbeliever. The soul that sinner shall die. So if you are even a believer, go to Ezekiel chapter 3 to tell you, that if you have lived in righteousness all your day, and then you come to the point you sin and you don't repent, you will be sent to hell. Soon as I said that, then he said, Ah! Oh. And I said, this is why we need our house to be convicted and turned. So that sin is something we will never get involved with it. So Okay. By the time we got to a certain point, he said to me, I want to receive Jesus. And then he received Jesus. But the enemy was putting every defense to let me know that he knew something. You know something? Many people have heard it so casually. And it has not transcended. So as we embark on this matter, I pray that the power of God will come upon us. That nobody will escape from our hands. We will preach with conviction. We will allow the Holy Ghost to convict men of sin. And to look forward for solution. Please be a part of this. We are going this afternoon. Please be a part of it. Evangelism actually is everybody's business. Many people unfortunately are looking now at us. The church. As we are only tithe collectors and offering collectors. That's not what we are here for. We are here to preach the gospel of Jesus and to let every man know that without Jesus, you will go to hell. With all humility. That's our main mission. And so this morning as I plead with you, this church, we are committed to evangelism. This church, we are committed to the spread of the gospel. In our own small way, we are doing it, and I want us all to embark on it. Don't be afraid. Don't be shy. Don't think that you cannot do. That woman who met Jesus, who was living in sin, within a short time, the Holy Ghost could use 
that woman for a revival to turn around in her city for all the men to give their house to the Lord. God will do the same. Remember, you are a debtor. When Paul said he was a debtor, it was as if he was the only one who said he was a debtor. But as I read scripture, then it became very clear to me that anybody who got saved became a debtor to another person. We all owe somebody. We are every one of us sitting in this church who is born again. You owe somebody a life. That's why Paul said, I have gone to the public to proclaim. From house to house, I have done it. And I love something in that chapter he said, Hence, I am free from every man's blood. The only way by which you and I can be free from every man's blood is when we deliberately tell the gospel of Jesus Christ, which is the good news. Thank you. Therefore, I testify to you this day that I am innocent of every man's, uh, I am innocent of all men. Ah, Innocent of the blood of all men. Innocent of the blood of all men. You know what it means? Once you are saved, thank God you can sing. Thank God you can usher. Thank God for the beautiful people who clean this place for us to come and sit there. It's good. But may I say that your primary objective is not only to do that, but to tell somebody about the Lord. Hallelujah. And so please bear with me. These few opportunities that we have, may it never slip from us. May we take it so seriously. We don't go out to preach covenant family. We don't go out to preach Reverend Dennis. Who is Reverend Dennis? I must confess to you black and white. Plain. No, let me confess. I might confess to you in a plain manner. If you, today I'm standing and preaching Jesus. When you see me talking nonsense about money, don't follow me. Just everything I say, watch carefully and make sure is this man going the right direction as soon as you see that i've given my heart and my mouth for something else don't follow me but as long as lies within me there is only man one man i preach and his name is jesus because salvation is not in any other except him who died on the cross so i beg you as we step out there today let bring hope and eternal life to somebody that men may be saved. God bless you.